now I'm concerned. <laughs> Dude, it's wild. A lot of my friends, like, in the porn industry, they have whole teams for, like, copyright. and Because it, it's such, like, a pir- pirating kind of business. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like, Nick, that comes in mm-hmm. here, like, half his job is just communicating with these, like, third-party companies um, about taking down videos that don't have rights. We've told them like three times YouTube now to take it down. So I think now we can get a lawyer to sue YouTube. And cool. that'll be the best Because we've told them yeah. that it's defamation of character. Yeah, yeah. I already get enough doing things my way. Right. I don't need help. <laughs> right. Like now, I just try not to like be um, stressed too much about going right. after. Like it just, it's just all stressful negative. Yeah. Oh no. Kind of like the people who... Angry Yelpers and it like you're like you're taking all that energy to be negative. How about take that and do something? If you took a fraction of that right. and did something positive, like imagine it's, it's like a, it's like laying in bed all night worrying about something that's not going to change. How many times have you laid in bed replaying, like rehearsing what you're going to say to someone, and nothing really changes when you wake up, and then when you end up talking to that person. It never goes how you plan. Right. Like yeah. You're just wasting your energy. I just laugh at myself and just say, shut up. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, I'll go through all of it and the anxiety will build and I'll have like a mild seizure and then I'll just like talk to myself <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, are we done? Like, can we go to sleep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's good. So yoga actually and meditating, it brings me, I'll bring, I'll, I'll go into my heart and my breathing and get out of my head. That's something that helps a lot. Yeah. And doesn't always. And then I go back and I'm like, you're doing it again and go back into the. Yeah. I thrive off the hate. I, I think I do, man. Honestly, I had this situation like a month ago on Facebook where this chick posted. You are a ranter. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But um, this chick posted that she's she literally said that she's an amazing artist, that she wants to get into tattooing, that she deserves it. And I was like, cool, dude, like post up your work because, dude, if she was fire, I was going to be like, yo, come to the shop. Right. She posted some, like, seven-year-old drawings, bro. It was it was bad. And I, I told her in a nice way. I was like, hey, like, maybe don't call yourself an amazing artist because, you know, your art honestly left me underwhelmed. And, bro, she snapped on me. Her boyfriend snapped on me. They went on my personal page and my actual Dancer and the Tattoos page on Facebook and left crazy bad like comments under all pretty much of my <sighs> posts. Then but did you I, start out your critique with this is not coming from this is yeah, coming yeah. from Yeah, I, I said I, I was like, look, I'm not trying to be a cool. the first words that came out that Some, came you, Sometimes you know? the world needs people like you to tell people. <laughs> I wish people have told me that earlier in my career. I didn't know that. My Wait, stuff did, was did not she as ask for like feedback? She's like, oh, like, <laughs> give me critiques and stuff. She, John she said, said, did you give unsolicited she advice? She said she was amazing. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, no, because I, I don't do this, and I want to understand this. So and then yeah. you, wait, hold on. I'm gonna, so nobody you know. asks for your opinion. And then, because I, you know, I, I really want to understand this. You saw this on Facebook? Yeah, on a tattooer's, like, page. Like, and you're what? like, hold up. I was like, prove it. I got to say something. I can't let this go on. It was my day off. What do you want? No, no, I'm not judging. I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, man. And so... <laughs> That transpired, and then she went on back to the original page. Bro, if I saw that, psh, I would have had you back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she went back to the page, and she and her boyfriend posted that I'm a crackhead, that I do all my tattoos on crack, that all right. my tattoos fade as soon as I do them. And everybody on the group was like, 
Dan's rad because they don't know that I know everybody in the like Florida tattoo scene right. pretty much. So they're like, Dan's rad. You I don't know what them. you're talking about. Yeah, everybody, dude. All of my homies jumped in. People I didn't know jumped in. Customers jumped in my DMs because of it. I booked an, like a two back-to-back day session because of that shit. Nice. Yeah. All right, I guess it, it was beneficial. Then. I thrive off the hate. Was, was the girl cute? No. Well, usually pe- people will hype up because yeah. they're attractive and like oh, like her great. and her boyfriend both look like they did crack. Oh. Well, you might have inspired them. Watch her, maybe like kill it all because you said some. Sometimes that that's happened. Sometimes that happens. Like, we I'm gonna to show this. I had my boy Mushu come up and he told me because he was he started off in the flea market, you know, and his chick was like going off talking because she had a shop. And I was like, dude, calm down. You're in the flea market. Like it's it's like it's a good start, but like it's not really a shop. And she thought that I was like the biggest. They both hated me for the longest time. And at the FK party, he walked up to me and he was like, yo, I want you to know that because of what you told my chick back then. You made me want to like hustle and get out, and because of you, I have an actual shop now. That's awesome. And I was like, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. That's what's up. And I'm single. <laughs> you want to try to give us a intro? Yeah, we'll how do it you. goes? Uh, no, I don't know how it goes. Oh god, I was hoping you did this. You got this, dude. I got this. Yeah, you know what this? You know yeah, it's because called? you watch every episode, right? <laughs> Only on my know. days off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Say welcome. Welcome. To the Unemployable Podcast. With special guests. With special guests. Joey Vegas, <laughs> a.k.a. Joseph Hefs. And Thank you. the graceful and Dan Cern. <laughs> the graceful. My wonderful host, Jonathan Cern. <laughs> I will call you Cern. <laughs> I got to say, John, all the... John Cern. John Cena. <laughs> All the guys in my shop love even the even the two cool snobby guys that don't watch a lot of they're they're hardly on their social media. Yeah, they're snowboarding, skating, just creating, and they hire assistants. Just like me, like I'm, my wife is mostly on my Instagram. I just post, answer some personal ones, and I'm off. I don't even touch my phone for the first two hours of the day. But Kevin and, and Austin, saw, what's that? Kevin and Austin, yeah, uh, them boys. And, um, and then Uncle Jeremy from Solon, I just said, uh, uh, I'm representing Solon today. Oh, Shout out yeah. to Solon Clothing. And yeah. Uncle Jeremy and Ryan Color Climbs. They're like, I fucking love those guys' videos. You guys, your oh, videos yeah. are hilarious. The one you just did with Bishop with the wand, that shit's hilarious. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got so much shit when I transferred over because I'm a tattoo in 20 years and my circle are, are like the new. So I shared a booth uh, pre-COVID uh, in Philly with uh, Freddie Negretti, Jojo Ackerman and um, Robert Atkinson. Hell yeah. And um, Freddie told Jojo and Robert, you're the new old timers. Because Freddie and Jack Rudy are like the old timers. A good time, Charlie. The, yeah. the last of the, I they, call. They pass it on. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you guys are the new OGs. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm in between your guys's and I'm, I'm, I'll be 44 next month. I've been tattooing 20 years. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, so you know the old timers like you're using a dildo. Right. Was that you? Was there was another? I think. Oh, that was Baba. He went into like a porn oh, shop. Oh yeah. It was like, like which oh, one? Which road are you gonna get? The new Spectre Direct. <laughs> but yours was great because I mean I would make jokes about it being magical because the difference. Um, I saw your apprentice yesterday, kind of 
like, you know, we all have, when we start have the, the nerves and yeah. with a coil, at least in my experience, I had to squeeze that tube because it's, yeah. and you squeeze it and you kind of got to push. Yeah. It's called, that's why it's called like pushing ink, or packing ink. And when I would transfer over to rotary, I just couldn't line with it. And because they only had the packer and Franco Viscovi kept sending me different machines and I was like, I just can't line with it. Then I was guest spotting at State of Grace, um, Horitaki, and I, be, he just goes by talking now. We became good friends, and uh, one of my guest spots, he calls me out. He goes, I don't see you using that bishop that much. Do you just <laughs> like to look sponsored, or do you actually <laughs> fucking use it? And I yeah. was like, oh, because oh, I would use it for my dot, for, for dot, for stippling, which is yeah. it's great for yeah. that. And so the 5.0 came out, and... Um, Franco sent me the 5.0, and I told you yesterday how he took me in the back and, and at Bishop. Uh, I was there for Bishop seminars, and I would do guest spots, and he's like, let me see what you're doing. He goes, your line work's pretty clean. Your shading is, uh, and he saw that. He, he goes, just shade a little bit. He goes, oh, you're doing the Nike swoosh. That's like, <laughs> that's, it's dragging in the skin. That's why yeah. you're getting that. Ta, 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 ta. And it, there's people who do the whip on purpose, and right. it's very intentional. Mine was not. I was, I was just trying to do the three-round but the point of lining was I took a seminar from uh, Dimitri Troshin, three-round yeah. king, a guy, that Russian, like Franco says, he goes, those Russians are my favorite. Those guys are workhorses. Yeah. Like, they crush it, everything they do. Um, and I picked up a few things. And so one day I went to the Toronto convention, and my client goes, do you mind if I smoke? And I was like, you smoke cigarettes? She was young, cute. It's just not a common I don't you really see 20-year-olds smoking cigarettes, vapes, yeah. Right, but she like, goes, no, yeah. I smoke herb. I was like, don't you work for the government? She goes, sweetheart, it's Canada. I was like, can I join you? I actually like to smoke and just put my headphones on. So I was just going to take a couple hits, but there's all these tattooers and everybody's passing Absolutely. blunts. And I'm like uncomfortable stoned, okay? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. And you did it again. <laughs> and I fucking put my headphones on and I just start lining. I'm just not thinking about it and I'm flowing and I look down and I'm like, <gasps> I'm lining without effort. The point was, is with the rotary, you can't squeeze it. It just has to sit in your hand loosely. Have you, did you find that out? Did you transfer from coil to? Yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> it's such a hard transition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would use the rotary after 15 minutes. I'm like, my clients were paying a lot of money. I can't practice with this and I would put it back yeah. up. But this, I just, I just stopped thinking, which a lot of things in life, stop overthinking and just flow. And that, and I just, it's just, the rotaries just have to sit in your hand and it does the work for you. Yeah. So with a coil, you have that give, right? But the, with Franco's 5.0, it has that boom. Yeah, man. So there's no of... like, you just glide and it does the work and yeah. my hands don't hurt anymore. Yeah. I used to have to go to sleep with braces on because my fucking fingers were numb. Whoa. None of that That's cool. anymore. Rotaries changed the game and the whole long winded was, it is magical. <laughs> yeah. That was a rough transition. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was trying, like, some of those, like, hybrids, like, when Neotat was coming out and, you know, from, like, coil to, like, kind of rotary builds. And then I, I just saw the pens, and I was like, I want to do the pens. I want to simplify my setup. You know, I want a pen. I want a cartridge. And I want, you know. Oh, and the cartridges. You don't need fucking five right, machines on one right, tray. That was, that was pretty cool. One. Like, looking at that, I was like, oh, okay, you know, like. And I, I had my boy tattooing over here, and I would see him with the pen and, like, you know, his five cartridges out. And then me, and it's, like, four or five fucking machines, mm -hmm. you know, trying to just not put it in my setup. 
And then it's like a shit show on your tray. Yeah, bro. And like when I'm transferring like to the pen, like I just a, a lot of the things in art, like I picked up, you know, with natural talent. That was not one of them. Mm. You know, it didn't come naturally to me. Retrain your and brain. Was the pen? Yeah, dude. And and it it was like you had to like factor in the depth and hand speed like more. Yeah. You know, especially like the depth because yeah, there, there with wasn't the give. And I liked having the back and, weight. And with the coil, you know by the vibration if you're in the right pocket. Yeah, and you can hear it. Yes. And, and it, there was none of that, you know? And you could, like, <laughs> tweak it and turn it. Maybe you're having a weird day, and you're yeah. just like, I'm just going to fuck with this a little. Yeah. And, you know, and it worked for that <laughs> Take day. Take the needle bar out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another thing, so when you're doing fine line, which I have my, my setups are a 9, a 9, a 5, and then three different 3s. 1003, 803, 603. I'm not at the 403 yet. <laughs> but with the fucking coil and the needle bar, you have that much needle bar to go. Yeah. <laughs> now you only have what? Half inch needle yeah. cartridge? It's they're awesome. It's just it changed the game. And a lot of those old timers are like, fucking dildo user. Yeah. Yeah. And they saw that my work got cleaner. <clears throat> and I slowly would have OGs like, how you like that bishop? Uh all right, I'm going to try it. Don't tell right. anybody I'm using it. Yeah, bro. I, I'm yeah. not going to name names, but one guy was at a convention. He's like, don't fucking say it. Don't, don't tell people you see me using these things. Because <laughs> <I think laughs> they're, they're trying to still sell their coils, but they're like, your hands don't hurt? And they yeah. saw that my work went from eh to way cleaner from yeah. using the Bishop Rotary. I think the magic's all in them. Da Vinci cartridges, man. Yeah. yeah. They're fire. Yeah. I just switched to the Da Vinci's. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I like love them. It's it's Franco's and Carlos Torres's. Those are their little the babies. I, I like like high tension cartridges. High tension. Yeah. Um, so it was like a little different switching down. Like I was using like Black Claw for a while, uh, which like I really like those. Yeah. But I was I just moved Grimes, those. Goes, those guys are was it Grime and Sack? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those guys are killers. So yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've been using the Da Vinci's recently and I like them. I kind of like the idea of like this machine was built for these cartridges. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, trust that a little bit more. So that yeah. was kind of like where the switch came from. I think those like the Black Claw and like there's another one. Um, it doesn't really matter. They're a little stiffer. Yeah. So it's good to pack. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll use a different cartridge if I want solid, solid black. Right. But I feel you can do better shading with the Da Vinci's. Yeah. I agree. A little, uh, I know. agree. They're like specially for black. Different structure, different folks. You right. Know? Yeah. Now, I remember when Dan first showed me your work and like I would look at your Instagram, like in my mind, I was like, oh, this is like the butt thigh guy. <laughs> right. I mean, do you get that a lot? I, I, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, I did. I kind of coined that. I, it's funny. I, even in yoga today, I saw a thigh hip booty piece. I was like, that. I started that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so in Vegas, um, I've been tattooing just about over 20 years. In 2001, 2002, um, my first wife was stripping her way through college, and she worked at Glitter Gulch in Fremont. And I'd drop her off, and I'd go hang out um, at – this shop called Diversity and Tattoo Heaven, the guy I bought my weed from, worked there. And a lot of guys, like Twig Sparks that's out here, he started there. A lot of, like, a lot of heavy hitters from Florida heard about the boom in Vegas and f came up here. Gotcha. Like um, Dan Danny Knight that owned Rockabilly Studio, all his peeps came to Vegas. And so I would hang out there. Long story short, I was the hang around, became a counter guy. Then 
within six months, I got my, half the shop was on. I, I, I've partied, like, I'm a, I've never been, like, a, a, a drug addict where I was doing it days on ends. Like, I end up partying and then regret it. Right. But there's guys at the shop that would be on drugs daily, yeah. falling asleep. And I was like, I can draw better than these guys. I got right. an apprenticeship. And the guy who, who taught me was not an artist. He was a hustler. And um, he, he taught me how to do clean lines and how to sell myself and how to go after what you want. He taught me how to make needles, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I used to have flux poisoning in my nose. I didn't like <laughs> burns from not wearing the mask. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but for, t for almost 10 years, I worked on tourists and there wasn't social media yet. So from 2001 to 2010, 2011, I was pumping out turds. I was pumping out Cherry Creek, Cherry Creek, JD Crow. Like all the flash on the wall, all the OG and stuff. I never saw what it looked like. And wh where I was brought up, these guys—I didn't know half of them were actually badass artists because I wasn't seeing that. They paid their dues and they came out, and they're just pumping out tourists, and you never would see it again. So you didn't know how it healed. And kind of like we were talking about earlier, where that girl thinks she's better than she is. People aren't. I was not educated like what like the mass of like where I didn't know about like Adrian Lee yet or grime or like, I didn't see these pieces where I'm like, whoa, whoa. or Aaron Delvadova. Like I didn't see these yeah. mass, like real art, real artists, you know, it was just like tattooers who were just, we we're just banging out. I was doing armbands, lower back tattoos. So I've been doing sexy tattoos on, on half naked women for almost my whole career. Girls would come to Vegas and they really would want that show, the hangover. Mm -hmm. People really come to Vegas to purge to be who they really want to be inside, to, to, to just get wild and just like sexually express themselves and make a bunch of bad decisions and hopefully not get herpes, you know? Right. And like the women would come out there and they would throw themselves at us. Like there was no, there wasn't, you didn't have to, to hit on girls. They would just attack you. Um, and they wanted to feel sexy. Everybody wants to feel sexy. And I met my wife. I was working at a casino shop. You met her out there in Vegas? In Vegas. We actually went to the same high school together. We had all the same friends, but we kept missing each other. Oh, wow. I actually used to take the bus when I was 21, right before my apprenticeship. I used to wait for the bus in front of her apartment with her first husband and my now stepkids that I pretty much raised. And I used yeah. to wait in front of her window because I didn't want chicks seeing me wait for the bus. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're one of the assholes who used to kick rocks at my window. Yeah. And, but we never, we You're just, like, yeah, that's me. That's incredible, so dude. 12 years ago, Michelle and I met people warned her about me. Joey Vegas. He don't want to be with that guy. He's a nice guy, but he's a little crazy. That, they fucked up. Cause that makes her want you. And, more. um, I, I, we went on our first date. I moved in three weeks later, got her pregnant as fast as I could. She's an amazing woman. She, she's changed my life. And she probably saved my life. I get really emotional. When I talk about her and my kids. She's an amazing human. Ah. <clears throat> now she worked at um, she worked at a very good company out there where she made a bunch of money. And I had within three weeks, I was like, "Hey, come pick up my shit." I quit. She was like, "Oh my god," because her husband before kind of didn't work that much either. She's like, "Did I just like move? Did I fall in love with another deadbeat?" <laughs> Not again. So and she had a nice car, and I would drop her off at Southwest Gas in the morning, and I would stop at Buddy's shops and be like, "Yo, look at my new whip." Look at these pictures of my girl. What up? <laughs> and, and I went home to her beautiful house, and I went to get in bed. And that voice, God, spirit, great spirit, 
said, not this one. You're not going to take advantage of her. You're going to pull your weight. And so I just started messaging girls on, on Facebook um, that I used to tattoo and say, hey, um, I met an amazing girl who has a good job. Um, I'm trying to rebuild my portfolio because I'm sick of doing tourist crap. If you let me do pretty much whatever I want, I'll tattoo you half price. Boom, 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 boom. And so at this time, 10 years ago, the rib pieces were, remember the stars? All the stars yeah. and the swirlies. Yeah, with like the, the flow. Yeah. yeah, that's the negative space. Like <laughs> yeah. And I was doing tons of those. And then the dream catcher came out. And this was on my, my first apprentice, Austin. Uh, okay, Austin, who crushes it, who's been He's with me man. for 10 years and put up with the old crazy me. You're amazing, kid. I love you. You're so fucking talented. Miss you, homie. You little shit. Um, his girlfriend, I did a, a, a dream catcher on her, thigh hip booty. And then so... Now, back to the ribs. Las Vegas, uh, right now, is pool season. So all the hotties from 18 to 25 crush it, making thousands of dollars a day being a pool girl. And if you're 21, cocktails. And they make $1,000, $2,000 a day in tips. And so they wanted the rib tattoos to show it off. And then they can also hide it from their parents. Win-win. They can be sexy and hide it and not get in trouble. On, off. Now, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, 50% of them... Would sit well for it. Maybe, maybe 40. They flop around. And so I started saying, all right, it's double the price up front. If you don't move, you get half your money back. And sometimes they would work. And then one day a girl goes, I barely got enough for just the regular price. I go, all right, if we move it to your thigh, it's half price. Wait, I have a question real quick. So that was, so the moving and giving the money back was at your discretion, right? Yes. So at the end of the tattoo, were they all like, how'd I do? <laughs> yeah. I never was a dirtbag and was like, yeah. you moved. Yeah. But, it, but most of them would do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, like seven hours in, you're like, oh, you almost had it. Especially you just <laughs> lost it. Oh, you yeah. just fucked it up. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, you, but when you're doing those fucking straight line stars. Yeah. yeah. Breathe, bitch. Breathe. Yeah. Um, and so... It was born, the thigh hip booty. So now I was doing thigh. And then, so I was doing thigh onto the booty, and then, you know, composition is huge. So in order to do, to get that motion, you got to go up on your hip so it flows down. Otherwise, you're just like forcing a mandala by the head or whatever, suns and moons. So if you start up here, it can transition down. And so it was now Instagram. So now this is 10 years ago. And there's a tattoo shop out there that two guys that I used to work with, they went to work there and it was like the badass shop. And on Facebook, on the right hand corner, this was about 10 years ago, <coughs> there's a little square black and white and it said Instagram. I was like, what is this? Instagram. Huh? I was like, oh, I don't know. This is cool. Remember Instagram started, it was only black and white photos. It was weird. And I was really? like, nobody rants. There's no Dan's on here. Right. <laughs> no it's art just, critiques. Just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and so I, the girlfriend before my wife bought me a sidekick. And so I tell my wife, I was like, hey, babe, um, I need an iPhone. She goes, but you have a brand new sidekick. I go, I know. But I need an iPhone <laughs> right. because Apple, uh, you can only have this Instagram thing. Because look, Instagram. And I was like, she goes, what the fuck is Instagram? I said, I don't know, babe, but I just have a big, I just have this feeling I get a lot of feelings, and sometimes I don't go with it. A lot of times you trust your gut. That's why I like eating healthy and having a – your gut is your second brain. That's a whole other story. But um, I went with my gut, got the iPhone, 
I just started adding girls. And now this is where I started to blow up. Yesterday, you were like, how did you get to your platform? Right, how do you build it? So now I was tattooing all the hotties in Vegas because I have a hot wife and I'm not trying to like hook up with my clients anymore. Right. So you can't shit, you can't. I tell guys, even if you guys, you younger guys that you hook up with your clients, it's eventually going to end because you're young. And not only is your, the girl not going to come back because it's weird, her friends aren't going to come either because they're going to side with her. This is not good for business. I learned that the hard way. And then once I married my wife and stopped sleeping with my clients... That was consensual. My female client went boom, 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 boom. And not only did they, they didn't want me anymore. They wanted my hot ass wife. <laughs> and so they were comfortable. And always when I was like, hey, my wife makes good money, so I don't have to charge a lot. That's, I'm leading with a non-creepy opening with, hey, I'll hook you up. Because yeah. usually that comes with a, um, a hidden agenda. But, my, but I was straight up. This is it. My wife was there. She's doing the filming. So we got Instagram. And so... Say I'm done tattooing your, uh, your girl here. Um, she's adorable in her 20s. And I would wait till about 10 o'clock at night and, and, and for her to post the tattoo I did. I, I've, I've never really shared my secret. Like I blocked a lot of tattooers in the industry in my town because I didn't want them to see what I was doing. Because yeah. I wasn't that great. And everybody was like, why is Joey tattooing all the hot girls in Vegas? I, I'm also I've got a good personality and we give a good experience. But anyway... So say I'm done tattooing her. I go on her page and like 15 of her girls were like, I love it. Boom, I would go on there, follow them and then say, hey, I saw your message. I would love to tattoo you. My wife has this amazing job so I can charge half price. I just, then I just, that within that year, I left. I, either, I went to shops where either my work still wasn't good enough or my reputation of being crazy because I was like fighting in the shop. I am right. such a nice dude. But there's disrespect. I grab people by their throat and bitch slap them. That's been like my MO. Um, so I was also a liability. I didn't know. Like after I had my shop the past 10 years, the universe has brought different versions of me to work for myself. I was like, and that's what you were like. And that's what you were like. And that's what you were like. You're cool, but you drive me nuts. Right, all right. these different versions of me. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm all over the place. But um, so I started messaging these girls. And they would hit me back, and I would, and we, and we bought. I bought the third oldest shop in town ten years ago in January, and we had these benches. And I would come in, and there'd be fucking 10, 15, 20 year olds waiting for consultations to get tattooed. And I'm just blowing through them, and then I go at night, boom, boom, boom. And then these tattoo pages started posting me, boom, and but my wife looked over one night, and I'm talking to fucking young, like 19, 20 year old girls. I'm 30, 32 at this time. So it was a little odd, and I, and, and I look, and my wife looks at me. I go, babe, I, nothing's weird going on. Why don't you download the app, and we'll have the same password. And you can look at every message that I'm messaging. I have right, nothing transparency. To hide. Eventually, she took over. Because voice texting and not proofreading can be very, very <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I lost a great client just to, like, some of the things that autocorrect – <laughs> oh my god oh, man so and then there was these short it just like blew out of control and then of course the haters came because there were dudes who crushed it that were way better than me had had a had an amazing fine art background you know when i started 20 years ago it was bikers and gangsters and the only reason i got my foot in the door is because i grew up with gangsters and i fucking didn't take no shit from nobody that's actually when they started respecting me 
That's when I was dragging people outside, drunk dudes or crazy aggressive husbands and beat the shit out of them. All of a sudden they're like, dude, Joey, you're fucking crazy. You want to come drink with us? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Man, these guys accept me. And it kind of like fueled this alter ego where I was like, who am I going to fight today? Like, um, so yeah, just like uh, the haters came out and, and I understand now where, you know, I put myself in their shoes. They're a fine artist. They had been grinding it the right way where I was just pumping out uh, Flash. And, I mean, there's a different de demographic for everybody. And that goes back to saying, like, what I do is sexy tattoos. And people see that I'm tattooing half and naked women. And they're like, why are her pants off? Why? Because she wants them off. Yeah, like, right. people want to feel sexy. You have no idea that at least one out of three girls will message us and write us letters that we've made them feel good for the first time in their life. That they felt sexy. That they've been an ugly duckling or they had a husband and a boyfriend that told them they were fat and gross or they came from a conservative family and they always wanted to express themselves sexually and feel sexy, but, but they couldn't because of fear of being judged. So there was like that. And then my work wasn't, the, my work was not matching my, my clout. Is that the word? So I see where there's a lot of haters are like, what the fuck? I will see amazing artists that crush it. And they got like 3000 followers. That also has to do with them being shy and introverted. I worked with a guy who was amazing from Chicago. I won't say his name. Amazing. Like oil painting on skin. And he did not tattoo the whole Chicago convention because he sat there like this. Right. Like no one wants to come up to. Wasn't a you got to like, now there's millions of tattooers. So it's like, what are you selling? We're an experience. We do sexy, fun tattoos. I do mommy makeovers, thigh hip booty, back pieces that go on the butt. I feel that back pieces on a female should come down on the cheeks at least, at least a couple inches to right. flow, or else it's, it's a little bit masculine. Unless you're coming down into like a V, maybe. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not a full. You don't want piece. this like hard belt line. Yeah, just like um, on sleeves. When I was doing, I don't, I don't like doing arms, especially. I, I'm sorry to pick on her. Girls as skinny as her, that arms are. Skinny arms are the bane of my existence. I can crush a back piece before a, a skinny arm. Right. You're balancing your big hands yeah. on these little wrists. It warps and everything. Bone, and the skin yeah. is different. It's like, I'll do thigh, thigh, back, yeah. back. And then you go to arm, and it's like, whoa, this is fragile skin. I forgot. Like <laughs> <laughs> so any of, the new, any of the new guys out there, any of the old guys that, that, are, that are haters, like, grow up. Like, <laughs> fucking grow the fuck up. Uh, you know, like Horitaki said, he when I, before I went to his guest spot, he goes, I got a lot of shit for being your friend and having you guest spot, but I looked at your page. I, I really looked thoroughly. Those girls are happy and want to be there. And they're the ones shaking their butt. We don't tell them to shake their butt. That'd be weird. I'd love to add something to that, man. Yeah. Um, after meeting you and hanging out in Vegas and working at your shop the time that I did, um, I really got a feel for you, you know? And I think it's cool because I've gotten the opportunity to talk to people on the outside, obviously people of the industry. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I work, I borrow time in Fort Lauderdale. Then whenever I'm in Vegas, I work in, in Revenant with Joey. And they're like, oh, the, the, butt guy. the butt guy, the creep. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait, you have, a, you, you don't understand the whole situation. And then I've gotten to actually like be like, you know, like Michelle's the one that films everything. All these girls come in is for that to, be their experience. They're That's, so happy. Yeah, man. They cry. And being there, and, and I've witnessed it, you know? Like, I've seen the whole thing. Like, they're cool. They're excited to be there. Like, they know that it's, like, 
I they know what they, time it is. Yeah, they know what time it is. Michelle but. always says, "Are you comfortable with the video?" And then I, I yep. have I have like some doctors that um, I call her uh, Doctor. Uh, uh, I forgot the nickname, but she's like, "Don't put my face and don't tag me." But she's like, "Get the booty, get all that." She loves looking <laughs> sexy. Some people have jobs that they don't want. That they have men that are twice their age that want something to be like, look what she does on her own. Yeah. But thank you for that. I've worked conventions. I've done a lot of boosts with Solon. Again, thank you. And I've got to work with legends that became friends, you know, like Robert and Jojo and and uh, and Freddie. Like Freddie, Freddie dissed me like the first two times I met him. I was trying too hard. <laughs> and then on the third, I was like, and then so when I got to the Philly convention, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be next to Jojo or Robert, but I was late and I was next to Freddie and I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't try too hard, don't try too hard. So I was just like, hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, OG? And then on the third day, he was like, you do these big ones all the time? He's like, right on, right on. I was like, how's your back, OG? He's like, <laughs> he, he, I got him to crack his, like, his, his OG gangsterness, and he's just like, you're fucking hurt. <laughs> I was like, dude, you should do yoga. He's like, yeah. I was like, it's changed my life, blah, blah, blah. And because of Solon, they've gotten, I've had opportunity to show tattooers like who I really am. You know what I mean? Um, which is, I'm really thankful guys. Uncle Jeremy is just a really great dude. Um, I mean, we spent 4th of July, our families last year, we've gotten really, really close. And then the guys from Bishop Rotary, um, Franco Viscovi and, and James, who, who runs everything. Like he does James. everything for everyone. And Emily, um, who's apprenticing through, Vatican and like all this all become like a family because they've got to see my heart. It's always like Joey's got a big heart. It's a little crazy. Like I just got over a gnarly call this past week. Like I feel bad for the people that were on the plane. I hope I didn't get you sick. <laughs> Coughing and hacking. But um these sponsors of mine have gotten like I've I've like slept on selling stuff because I was busy promoting my sponsors. And it's okay because I'd rather I'm grateful to have these relationships and be able to show who I am to these tattooers that I look up to instead of making a bunch of money off fucking shirts. Yeah, man. Like how many, how many people are going to sell shirts? Like that's kind of a problem. Like we're like, there's so much clothes that are thrown away. It's like a, it's like, what do I sell on my platform? That's not, that's not adding to consumerism. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's a slippery slope, you know? So I'm just selling myself and selling an experience and, there's different different demographics out there for everybody, and there's a there's another OG tattooer I met at, at um, Bay Area Tattoo when I did it, and we got to talk for a little bit, and he said, "There's enough for everybody. Like people don't need to stress. Like if you go in there and you're you're really loving what you're doing, and you treat people well, people will come back to you. You're not going to please everybody, right? You know, you're not going to have not all clients are going to be. Yeah. I have a crazy. question, Joey. Yeah. So being in the game for so long, especially being in social media for so long have you noticed a change now in a post you know andrew tate dan barzillion world that like, it's changed people call me dan Brazilian. you're I nothing like him because really no like, i didn't people know see it and they think it's all you're sexualizing <coughs> women when in fact you're clearly celebrating their bodies yes but, no they're they're on there and they can do whatever they, they, they have. Some will tell me not to. Some don't want to get posted. But yeah, it's like we're doing it together. They want a sexy tattoo. We're giving yeah. them a sexy experience. Yes. Um, yeah. I was mean, it as? There was a company that I was working with and I don't want to bash. I had to pull away because they were exploiting my clients to get on there. Mm. If I say what site it is, you'll know who they are. But it wasn't cool. They were like, 
yeah, they helped me also get exposure and then they turned it into more than I wanted it to be and I could have made a lot of money with them. I was like, no, we're just doing sexy fun tattoos. We're not doing yeah. anything not more doing than porn. that. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. Any sexual workers out there, why not? If I was a hot twenty year old, why Same. not? There's <laughs> girls. There's girls at the bar giving it away for free every day to a different dude because they don't love themselves enough and they think a guy wanting them is going to validate them. And other girls just know they're like, I'm hot and I'm going to use it while I got it, and good for them. Like, why do we judge anybody? Like. There's a lot of shit talkers in this industry and every industry, everybody loves to talk shit and hate. It's like, and I, and I got, I got caught up into that. Like the gossiping and talking shit. Like when I was 20 years old, the guys were forties were in their forties and gossiping like girls at a hair salon. And they would gossip about the guys in the shop. And then they would walk in and be like, Hey, how's your family? How you doing? And I was like, that's fake. that fake shit, man. Fuck. I'm sure there was a point um, in your uh, overall growth where you started to notice the hate, right? Yeah. What was that like? So. And how do you deal with I, it? I did a convention with Solon, and it was uh, actually, uh, it was um, Steve Butcher and Big Gus. And Big Gus is one of the first OGs. He did the first Solon shirt. It's like the angel with the wings. And he was, like, trying to, like, kind of punk me, like, the first day. He's like, you know, homie, I've been here. We'll do this shit first. Whoop -de -whoop. And by the second day, he was like, homie, you're more Mexican than me. Because <laughs> Big Gus loves to fish. He's more of a white boy. And I'm like, what's up, Holmes? Yeah. And, um, and at the end of the convention, he's got his YouTube. He's like, hey, just shared the booth with Joseph Hefs. He's like, this guy is cool. He's not what you guys think. And I was like... Oh, <laughs> is that like when it clicked? Yeah, I mean, you're like people, people think shit about people everybody. think otherwise. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait! I was like, damn, what do they think? More people are hating, and I mean, even uh, I don't want to name drop, but a buddy of mine said somebody who's been on TV for ten years was like, "Why is that guy got a million followers? I've been on blah 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 for ten years," and that's all reflection. So. You know, doing psychedelics of like as in yoga, I do get some psychedelic experiences in yoga. It's far and few, but but when it happens, it's it's very it's perspective. And so I be started becoming more conscious. Like I was this crazy wild alcoholic that liked to, would like to fight, but I have this big heart. I really want to hug you and fucking. A lot of times I've been in fights, I end up hugging you and buy you a beer after. Right. I don't know, but uh, psychedelics, I did ayahuasca like six years ago, and it was like 10 years of therapy, and I came back like, I was on this carpet of nothing can bother me. I, I did, when I would go out in the morning to meditate, I didn't have to like clear things out, I just had no noise. I'm like, oh my God, there's no fucking, there's no songs playing in my head, there's no fucking shit show of you're you're this you're that or worrying about my day um and i could hear every word of every song how many times have you listened to a song hundreds of times and one day you're like oh that's what they're saying right? all the time because <laughs> we're living in our heads most of the time, all the time you know what i mean and it just changed my, and it just made me more self-aware and something i had to learn the hard way so many lessons i learned things the hard way during ayahuasca that's a mother plant and she talks to you she was talking to me and she was just showing me my life, how I live everything backwards, and I have this very skewed perfect perspective on life. 
um, I, I'm upside down. Like I do things backwards. I even came out of my mom's wound upside down with a fucking umbilical cord around my neck. I should have died. <clears throat> um, and she would just like get, show me these lessons. Like this is what you're doing wrong. And I'm like, oh, she's like, but it's okay. And she would like knock my head into the tree of where I was falling in. And she's like, you're just hard headed, but let me show you a better way. And it was just like, it was just the most beautiful experience I ever had. And I came back and even Pelon was like, homie, you're like different. It was weird. People were kind of like, when you change, some people yeah. don't know how to take it. They either get resentful or it's like uncomfortable. They think you're crazy now. Yeah. And I wanted to tell the world. <laughs> yeah. They're all walking around asleep. Wake <laughs> up. But you can't do that. Yeah. You can't push shit on people. Yeah. Fucking make some. And I, and I got on my, my high horse and, uh, but I, I thought that it cured me and I could go back to my way of life. And I hum was quickly humbled. I was healed and given tools. And now this goes to uh, Franco Vescovi. He's a very spiritual man. He's, he's, uh, he took me to a, a men's group, that he, a men's circle that started in his Vatican studio with just three dudes just talking. We need accountability. Men need, and women, need groups if, if it was just all men here having a deep, we wouldn't, we would get so much, so much deeper and raw if there wasn't a female here. Cause something about having a one female in the room, guys will have to like, well, peacock sub subconsciously or not want to hear a woman here us talking about our weak, embarrassing yeah. stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're bishops and Vatican's their, their motto is uh steel sharpened steel. And so you need men to like, keep you accountable. Like a King, a King had a council. Right? You don't. You need, you need to run ideas, and so that was also the next. I I I crashed when my ego from uh, ayahuasca and went back to the dark side, and and um, Franco took me to. Uh, it's called Sacred Sons, and um, there's a bunch of. I I like psychedelics. I'm a hugger. I have no problem crying in front of people because I know, I know who I am inside. And uh, there was a lot of, dude, it was a lot of, like, you start out and you're doing this eye gazing. We get about, like, two feet in front of each other and we just lock eyes and it's weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what I learned. I've taken a lot of men at face value and never really given a lot of dudes chance. If you don't look like us, I'm like, meh. Even yeah. neighbors, I'm like, ah, we're not the same. Right. Well, we are. A lot yeah. of us are the same. And now, like, there, there's a lot of, hug, like, long pause hugs. I'm like, this is weird. I'm a hugger, like a, all right, brother. But yeah. they're like a, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little much. But they're just normalizing, trying to get you to normalize being uncomfortable and not being, like, homophobic and stuff like that. That's right. But I was just kind of, like, watching everybody. I was like, oh, no, it's a little weird. Franco put his arm around me and goes, I'm a weirdo just like you. Like, right. There's good weird, and then there's, like, Right, right. And it's just um, having brothers hold you accountable. And, like, we did so. Funny story is, like, five years ago, a woman who's, like, a medium, she reached out to me. My mother took her life, like, ten years ago. Like, six years ago, she, she reached out. She never asked for anything. I thought, I was like, when's this lady going to ask for money or something? She's telling me all these things that are going to happen. That had happened with Franco. He said that me and him are going to do something special together. And so to fast forward, we're doing these sacred, so he brings me, he takes me, and then on the second day he opens up, he has machines and these little like spiritual symbols. He goes, we're going to do some sacred healing tattoos. He goes, and I brought my machine because I thought you might be butthurt 
if uh, I didn't include you. And so this was only when there was 100, 200 men. Now there's like a couple thousand men. And so we're in the middle of the desert, right outside of San Diego before you get to Mexico. It's called Liberty Rising in this beautiful place. It looks like giants place boulders. And they just have one little kitchen where they cook the food and this little patio. And we're just doing... And I was such... I'm, I'm kind of like a prima donna when it comes to a setup. And I was like, there's no air conditioning. It's like we're tattooing our plates. <laughs> and Franco goes, I seen you get a little flustered and you just adjusted. And I'm tattooing big gnarly dudes that look like me. That's not men who are gangsters and men who've been to military, like you do, right, where that you're, you're, you're doing... You've done some of this where yeah. these men come back from war... And they, they have all this misplaced anger and aggression and they don't know how to come back to society. And this guy's crying. Like, I just want to be a good father oh, yeah. and a good husband. And I was like, I'm with you, brother. We're doing it together. Like, that's what it's and it about. was like, and I looked up at Franco and I was like, this was never about money. It was about this. And it's just, it's, it was so beautiful to not have to have the expectations of charging. And some of the tattoos I did were terrible. Because it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And like, it was about the experience. And that reminded me how much I love tattooing. When I started, it just felt so good. Like, I don't know. I would have deja vu. I would get goosebumps of just like, I don't know. Tattooing was the first thing that, that I like. I felt like loved me back as much as I loved it. And even though there's some haters or yeah. a lot, <laughs> so that's, that's their issue. Um, tattooing is just a very, a lot of old timers say the magic is gone in tattooing. Everything's evolving. You got to evolve. It's going to pass you by. There's there's being honoring the tradition, but you also have to evolve with things, or you're gonna you're gonna be left behind. Yeah. You could, the magic is still there if you want it. Right. It's all it's all like you make the magic. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm, I'm all over the place, but no, you. I mean, you're good. <coughs> yeah, and yeah, I th I think and you have your to, mindset. You have to look for it too. A lot of people don't. No. You know. And can get caught up in a lot of the, the change and the things happening and uh, mourn, you know, the old ways or whatever. People need things to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even me being, like, a younger tattooer, I remember, like, when the iPad came out and I fought it, you know? It, like, we already talked about the rotaries and, like, you know, to, like, change, like, now the AI is coming out and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just try it. Is I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. AI tattooing? Well, so, like, now, honestly, I create, the last three weeks, I've probably created 90% of my reference photos from AI. What is, please explain. I'll show you after, okay. but it's, oh, yeah. like, All right. essentially, it's, like, you know, I'll go on Pinterest for inspiration or Google yeah. or a lot of these sites, and, and you're pulling pictures, and you're, like, all right, cool, maybe, I'll, you know, I like and it's that. it's no different than, than, than us early 2090s looking at magazines ripping, yeah, yeah, but yeah. making your own spin. Same thing. So, like, now, this is, like, where it really hit me. Like, someone wanted a St. Michael, right? And in my mind, there's three on the internet that, that are good references. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and I go into AI, and I'm, like, you know, St. Michael statue, black and gray. I gave it the aspect ratio, whatever. It gave me a fourth St. Michael on the internet. No, but it, like, gave me something original, like, something that's not out there. It's never been created. It's still St. Michael. It has all the aspects it of it. It creates on its own? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like, crazy. and now I got to do this tattoo, and even the client was like, oh, I've never seen this one. That's going to push the bar even higher. 100%. Yeah, bro. You old, everyone who's giving half better step it up. And the right. whole thing about it is, man, you know, like, yeah, we're not making the fucking reference pictures or whatever, but in reality, if you do realism, you never do. No. You never draw realistic references unless you're like some crazy... Like stylized realism master that has when like, I their took own the way. Dimitri seminar, there was a, a black and gray cholo dude, and he's I love your work, homie. He goes, no, you don't. This is, he goes, no, I do. He goes, we're just tracing portraits. He goes, you're creative, bro. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah, it does take to do different little spins on it, but yeah, that iPad curved. Yeah. I used to. The amount of tracing paper and the color pencils, man. Yeah. Oh my god! Like running gone, to man. the printer store Dude. and like get and it was called you get what you get because when I woke up in the morning and if I saw things that are off, it's already done to Micron. I'm not changing it. Right man. now, I can fucking wake up, go to yoga my day off, come home, get stoned, draw, hang out with my wife, take a nap, wake up and go, oh that's whack. Or, yeah. How many people have tried to do that on their tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> One Whenever. time I was so tired, I tried to zoom in. On yeah. <laughs> Whenever I go back to drawing on paper, that shit happens to me. I'll be like just sketching away, and then I'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So Mark Longnecker goes a couple years ago, all right, if you can do iPad, then I'll try the rotary. <laughs> nice. And fucking, I've had a few of those. All right, if you, if you could do that. And I, I didn't want to, I was like anti-iPad, but it's cut down. I can do design in four hours instead of 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. man. And yeah. then you have that last minute that every now, I don't have many difficult clients anymore, but every now they're like, can you change something? It's, now I can be like, oh, all right. Yeah, it's quick. It's not And stenciling like, is like. It was not a whole re-rendering. Yeah. Right, right. Stenciling too. Stenciling for me was like the most annoying part of the whole thing. I hated stenciling. And now you just. I used to have to hand stencil. Yeah, you don't even have to, we don't even have to do it on the iPad anymore. There's apps and, and different protocols that you can go through on procreate and create a stencil through it it's it's amazing yeah it is pretty wild. do you have clients um ever change the whole thing or want to change the whole okay thing? so this is how i got to do like my style was i was working at clean rock one shop it's called uh now luke owns it thank you luke uh, if you watch i'm sure you do luke uh clifford or he owns top notch and he gave me a chance when i sucked and i th and I don't, I don't know if i I've ever properly thanked you. I'm sure I did, but I was a fucking pain in the ass for you. <laughs> but before Clean sold the shop, I went out there and Clean owned it for a while before he sold it. And um, a guy from, a super trad guy from like, I don't know, in, in, in the city of Chicago comes down. And uh, I go, hey, this guy wants a pinup. And he showed me like uh, a Vega, <laughs> like who's that artist that does all the pinups? It's like Vega or it's a span. I, I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's an old famous like, portrait pinup artist and uh, and i and i set this guy up and i got done my tattoo i go across the street to eat and i come back and he did bare bones sailor jerry on this dude's ribs when he wanted fine art no pinup and the guy was happy i was like and when he left i was like how did you do that he goes i don't know people people just want a rad tattoo that's clean and that's what i give them yeah so uh, about eight years ago, I had a girl who asked for um, a thigh-hip booty piece of Alice in Wonderland. She goes, I like dark art. And I'm sitting down to draw the, uh, the, the night before, and I'm like, ah, this is going to be lame. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be tracing fucking 
Alice in Wonderland images. Like, and so this is something, don't come to your appointment empty-handed and be like, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. That's lazy and rude and prima donna. At least have something drawn up. So I go, this is what I would love to do. And it was just a skull and a gothic mandala <laughs> and some dark flowers. And the chick looks at it and says this verbatim. It's nothing I ever wanted and everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> She's like, I fucking love it. And she goes and fills out the paperwork and everybody in the back is like, what the fuck? How did you do that? I was like, girls just want a sexy slash badass tattoo. Dudes... I mean, there are plenty of clients that have like really deep meaning, but a lot of us just want to decorate and express ourselves. Hence the sexy tattoos I do. Who doesn't want to feel sexy or like a badass? Like that shit's rad and you look tough right. and it's sexy. Right. Thanks. I love complimenting people. I love making people feel good. It's not me flirting, trying to get someone's pants. It's like, I like making people feel good. Just like yesterday, super hot chick with her boyfriend. I'm wearing these pink fucking shorts she's like i fucking love your shorts and your whole vibe and i was like thanks i kind of felt bad for her boyfriend because he's like what the fuck but anyway i just started doing okay now second experience i'm tattooing this girl who's um in the entertainment business um we're supposed to start her leg um she was waiting i've been booked out over a year for a while so she, while she was waiting she was getting tattooed by somebody else in the shop um I forgot all about her. And about two in the morning, she DMs me and was like, hey, I have a weird question. I am a man. I am curious. I was like, look over at my wife. And I was like, she's sleeping. And I was like, very curious to see what she says. She says, is it weird if I tell you you can just do whatever you want? <laughs> I'm like, yes. She's not going to make it weird. And yes, yes, yes. And I message, at the end of the day, that's what people want. I think a lot of people feel forced to get a tattoo that has this deep meaning so they can explain to their judgmental right. friends and, 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 and family. Well, this is for, you know, I got this meaning. Now, it never fails. I tattoo younger girls where their parents are pissed off. And it never fails when they come back for their second or third session. Their mom eventually is not uptight. It's on a weekend. Might have had a couple of cocktails. And, the, and it goes like this. I still don't agree with it, but it's beautiful. Right, right. I'm and even then, thinking about getting one. <laughs> yeah, man. I, right? And that's yeah. what the thing is, like, just give, like, or you can even do two designs if you want to be, like, extra. Uh, I'm, I'm a very motivated non... <laughs> I'm very hardworking and can be lazy at the same time, so I'm not going to do two drawings. <laughs> but, um, but if you really want to, like, if you're not feeling the design... Draw the design that they asked for and be like, here's what you wanted, but I think this would be way better and I'd be way into it. Or even say, I'll even give you $200 off if you do my design. Like, and then some like, no, I really like that. And that's cool. And give them what they want. You don't have to take a picture. I, have, have you done that? One of those, why tattooers don't take pictures? Like, because I don't want to promote that. 100%. Like, Paylon's like, I'm out of... I'm fresh out of pocket watches this year. All sold out. I'm out of lions and pocket watches. But people, <laughs> but it's funny. We'll be snobby and like make fun of certain tattoos. But how many fucking skulls do I have? I don't know. How many skulls do you have? Like, or castles or, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just people like what they like. And you fucking, who gives a fuck? Yeah. 
I think we did do a skit with Katie about that. About the, are you going to post it on Instagram? Yeah. And I was like, Dumb no. Both sides, like, yo, we need this photo. <laughs> right. <laughs> the client wants to leave, like, now we need it. Right. People want what they want. Like, because I came up 20 years ago, you were not supposed to do hands, neck, right. face. Like, you would get ripped by an old timer if you yeah. did that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Well, I had this super trad dude who was like, he was the newer, very sensitive, very. I'm gonna say things I don't. <laughs> he was just he was a little bitch. Right. <laughs> and he would always complain about not tattooing. And so a kid came in and he wanted a name on his neck. And he goes, No, I, I, I can't do that. And he left. And I went into a station. I said, So and so, if I ever hear you complain about not tattooing, I'm gonna slap you in the face. Cause you just let that guy go. Because you know <clears throat> there's 30 tattoos down the shops down the street, and he's going to go there. People are wanna, going to get what they want. So why don't you do it and do the best job you can? Because then he's going to come back, and his friends are going to come back. Yeah. All you have to say is, I respectfully, as a professional, I have to tell you, I advise against it. I think you should fill other parts of your body because you're young. You don't know what your future is going to be. But if you really want to do it, I'll do it. But I just have to say first, I don't think you should. Yeah. But you're a young adult. You're going to do what the fuck you want to do. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. always a dilemma. And, like, I, I side with you on this, but I, I don't judge anyone that takes the opposing side. I just know how I was as a kid because I was that person. You're going to want to do it more. I'm like, yo, I'm getting <laughs> my fucking hand tattooed. I don't care what you say. I'll... Do it my fucking self, right. you know, before I was a tattooer. And I would go in, there was this old dude, and he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that to you. And, like, I ended up going to, like, my boy in his house. And I got a shitbag tattoo on my hand. Could have that inspection. skull? What? Like that skull that you used to have or whatever? No, no, it was actually, I, it was actually, like, more inappropriate. Um, <laughs> you know, it was whatever. Go on. So, uh, <laughs> but, like, if... If that guy said yes, there might have been a chance that, like, through his professionalism, he could have at least made the best out of a bad situation for, for me at the time. Not that it's always a bad situation, but, like, when some kid comes in and, like, want the face and whatever, I'll give him the talk. Hey, man. We actually just made a video about this. Um, might not be the best idea. What do you do for work? How, Can I have I'll, a water, please? Yeah. You know, maybe even suggest, like, put it somewhere else, or whatever. But if they're like, no, this is it, this is it, this is it, it might come down to, you know, one of us as a professional doing it, or they go to some kid's house and get a future cover-up, trash, tattoo. Or a fucking shitty walk-in shop where you got the yeah. six-month. Or worse, or they get an Eddie. infection, it, their health, yeah. you know. I, I say, you know, the tattoo's not going to stop you from success, only you're going to stop yourself. I had this kid like, a month ago or two months ago. You remember the, the tiger kid on his hand? No. So the kid came in for a consult. He was like, hey, I want to get a tiger with a human skull like in his mouth on my hand. And I looked at him and I was like, dog, you don't have a single tattoo. This isn't like one of the softest places to start, but, you know, whatever. Um, just know that this could hinder your progress in your career in the future. The kid looked at me and said, it's okay. I got it like that. I was like, sick, you're like a yeah. fucking rapper or something. You didn't have to think about it. You yeah. Know, yeah, I was like, cool, let's do it. So I booked them, took the deposit, 
The day of the tattoo came. I had the design drawn out. He loved it, slapped it on. We tattooed it. It took pretty much the entire day. <laughs> when it came time to pay, he gets up to the counter and he starts swiping the card, and the card's declining, declining, declining. Up front. <laughs> so it's cool. I wasn't worried. He was like, hey, I'm going to go and like get the money and I'll be right back. And I was like, no, you're not. You're staying here and. We're figuring this out because otherwise I got to take that tattoo so you gotta back. You got to leave your phone and your ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turns out, right, he calls his dad multiple times. Dad's ignoring the call. Dad finally picks up. He's like, what's going on? He's like, dad, I'm at the tattoo shop and my card's declining. The, guy's, the guy literally yells on the phone. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I told you not to call me during session and hangs up the phone. And I look at the kid and I'm like, fuck, is his dad a judge? So I asked him, I'm like, what's your dad do? He's like, oh, my dad's a therapist. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So your dad can't come? He's like, no, he's in session. I was like, what about your mom? He calls me. He's like, hey, mom, I'm at the tattoo shop, and my card declined. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, they're not going to let me leave until I pay. <laughs> so can you come pay for me? The lady, so sweet, she was like, yeah, I'll come bail you out, whatever. Rides up in here like 20 minutes after the phone call. She gets out of the car, and the second she gets out of the car, her son jumps in the car, closes the door. And he's like, no, you go inside. I'm going to wait right here, right? <clears throat> I walk her in. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Dan. I did your son's tattoo. Oh, I thought she peeled off. No, man. She came in, and she was like, I just can't believe that he would come in and get a $1,400 tattoo. It's, I know it's big because it's so much. And I looked at her, and I was like... It depends what you mean by big, <laughs> you know? No, she was like, I know he probably got something big on his bicep or some bullshit like that. First of all, Dan, I did all the talking. I talked to the dad. How old was he, like 19? He was yeah. like 19, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I, so the kid kept going back there, and I couldn't hear the call. So I'm like, Dan, what if he's not even making this phone call? Because he was like, yo, look at my bank account. It's there. I said, I can't do anything with that. I get it's a photo, all this shit. So he kept walking back there. I go, Dan, tell him to come to the front. I, I want to hear the conversation. At this point, he called him, this is call number five. <laughs> Which every time he came back, he was like, oh, my dad's just, you know, being an asshole. Oh, the vibe so, we're in the shop. Like, what the fuck? So the dad didn't, I, he goes, how much is my son? Oh, he's like, I'm like, it's 1400 He goes, my kid's not going to get a 1400 And I, he was on speaker. Yeah. The kid goes, dad, dad, no, I, 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 got, I it. got it. <laughs> and... He goes, put my son back on the phone. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, here you go, dude. It's yours now. I think the best part about their outrage about the price was that they didn't know about the $200 deposit, I guess. So long story short, she gets up. He made the deposit and was trying to pay for the tattoo with his parents' card. They had put a block on it for a certain amount. Yeah, they know. They're not. They know. He's like, it's for my birthday, like in four months. He literally, <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, he was like, dad, I thought, or mom, I thought we talked about it. And he, she, he was like, yeah, you asked of what we thought about it. And we said, maybe not to go do it with our money. <laughs> yeah, I just love, she's like, I'm like, wait till you get in your car with your kid. Do you see she's his fucking hand? Oh. Dude, I work at a tattoo shop. My mom's like, if you get your hands or your neck, you're fucking done. Wow, this shirt is actually really nice. If you haven't already, you need to check out themodelcitizenapparel.com. It has the best tattoo clothing I've ever seen. And I'm quite a critic when it comes to fashion, clothing, whatever. The design has to be cool and the material 
has to be comfortable, at least form fitting. They have a range of styles from vintage to modern. They're continuing to work with new artists featuring new designs and articles of clothing. You need to check out this company, themodelcitizenapparel.com, or you can check out their social media, which is Model Citizen Apparel. It's the best. The battle going on in, in my household. It's been going, it's a war, maybe. Did you grow up conservative? Yeah, yeah, not not with the family, with my girl. Oh. Um, so I've been trying to get like this done for like two years. <laughs> like even like booked appointments and so whatever. You're so handsome, don't do that to your face. The compromise we came up with is I'm getting married this year, and Congrats. she's like, "Just wait until after the, the wedding fucking photos. wedding." <laughs> she's like, "Please, just let me get a wedding photo." <laughs> In her words, before you ruin your face, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you think you were signing up for when we got together, you know? That's what I think. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. I mean, at the time, like, that we met, like, it's like I'm doing, like, skin suspensions. Like, my ears, a blackout arm. Like, I'm like, what do you, like, where, where's going to get worse? Yeah, what do you think? They're just going to disappear over time? Or she doesn't have any tattoos, but it's like. You know, it's it's always a battle. Because she doesn't have any shitty ones from whatever her generation is. Yeah. Yes, which is the <laughs> the best. No <laughs> shitty tattoos. Yeah. Facts. Know? I'm not gonna lie. I kind of. I mean, I love chicks with tattoos, but I also it's like this chick doesn't have any tattoos. It's kind of hard. Yeah, it's becoming kind of like a rarity now. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see it as much. Um, one thing I did want to get into, and I wanted to ask because yeah. I want to hear your perspective is what you have to say or advice you have to offer to the new generation of tattooers coming in especially with all this change and everything we've been talking about what you when i came in in vegas 20 years ago there was only 20 shops in the whole city in the whole city now there's 300 plus um jack rudy said something that that i won't forget all these new kids coming up. So when I started, I don't want to say this word because cancel culture. I'll say art nerd. There weren't art nerds because it was bikers, gangsters, pretty much the same thing. Street dudes who had a little bit of talent. Um, and the kids in art school, just like all the kids in poker, all the kids coming out of MIT, math wizards, are going to play poker. And all the kids that are coming out of art school are going, making tattoos. So the bar went from here to fucking, and it's still growing. The stuff I see, I try not to scroll to compare. Comparison is a thief of joy. I'm going to jump to Rich, Rick Rubin. Rick, if anyone knows Rick Rubin, and he's the man behind all the musicians out there, whoever fucking did anything, who was anybody. Rick Rubin is the bearded guru, doesn't wear no shoes. And he says... Who the fuck are you to say your art's better than anybody else's? He goes, get over yourself. It's like saying my journaling is better than yours. Yeah. Yes, there's, you know, I, my stuff was a little sloppy because I was letting clients rush me and I was a people pleaser for the gram, you know, and I did, and, and a mix of not knowing a little better. That's my own fault. I'm not blaming anybody else. But um, as long as you're giving your best, I think there still is enough for everybody, but the bar is set high. And I used to get like really embarrassed when I'd have guys that like crushed me with one arm behind their back, but people like what they like. Sometimes I show my clients these high saturated photorealism and they're not 
They're not into it. People like different structure, different folks. Not everybody likes it. Some people like bare bones, simple, weird stuff. Like the, the juxtapose, the, what is it? The splash and the fucking... Right, that kind of abstract texture. Yeah, like people like people like what they like. Like yeah. fucking who gives a fuck? But um I'd say if you're gonna come into the industry, like my daughter wants to, she's uh fifteen and she's starting to draw more and she um don't be a bare minimum bitch. Don't be a BMB. You need to like push yourself instead of watching hours and hours of fucking Netflix and oh draw while you're watching Netflix, if anything. Um you need to like prioritize your time, like Think of all the time you just waste. There's, there's just so much wasted time, and there's so much talent out there. I'm going to make my daughter go to art school. She's going to work in the shop and clean, but not only am I not going to hand it to her, I need her to go to art school so she can keep up with this next generation because some of these people that are from my generation, they hardly tattoo. And I, and I look at their work, and I'm like, did they always suck, and I was just easily impressed back then? Or did they just stop giving a fuck? Mm. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. But even though for 20 years, I feel I should be better than I am. And that's my own fault for just bang, banging tats out and tattooing. You know, I had a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I don't think I would ever change it because I'm very grateful for who I am and what I have today. But uh, the bar has been raised. Yeah. And it's just going to keep getting better and better. And it keeps evolving. And like you said, the AI. Now, as far as the AI, like a machine getting tattooed, a machine doing the tattoos, I'm not worried about that. Like yeah. People yeah. want Troopers. human contact. People want experience. I'm a fucking therapist the most. I had to stop smoking herb at work because I wasn't connecting with my client. I, would, I can do way better work stoned and not talking mm. than, than, than clear-headed and, and jabbering. But people want that. It's, yeah. They want the experience. I, I would tattoo. I would do some of my best work with my headphones on, not talking. And I give them a hug and I can feel they're like, they didn't feel as cool. But I do half the quality talking the whole time. And they're just so fucking grateful and blissed out and huge tips and writing a letter, bringing me gifts next time. So it's that battle. Like it's a. I know you also got to give an experience. Oh, that's what I was saying. Jack Rudy said, why the fuck are these new kids going to want to come to a grumpy old timer who they have nothing in common with that they're going to pay a shitload for when they can go to somebody half the price, their own age, and that's relatable. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess that touches the old timers that are grumpy, why they're not tattooing. And then, and then uh, the new kids that are coming in, you better come hard because yeah. there's a lot of fucking competition. And stay teachable. And stay humble and be proud, but don't be, don't, uh, I don't know. The new kids uh, have this chip on their shoulder. It makes me want to smack them in the face. Like, <laughs> and you can't do that stuff no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm on this spiritual path of being a, a you know, I, I actually slapped somebody I cared about uh, a few months back. And um, sometimes... Sometimes you got to slap people to get them to listen to you. And, and it kind of hurt my soul and, and made me second guess who I was for a minute. But sometimes you just got to bitch slap somebody. So they're like, wake them up a little. Just wake them up. Like, beat the shit out of them. And right. just, I don't know. Kind of like that kid who got the tattoo. It's like, who do you think you are, you little shit? Like, <laughs> you don't know the value of a dollar. Yeah, that kid yeah. is going to struggle. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I make my daughter, like, she thought she was going to get a, she just turned 15. She's like, I'm going to get my permit. I was like, for what? Me and my wife made her get a bus pass. Nice. 
And part of me is worried, but part of me is like, she needs to be toughened up and know that just because her mom and dad make good money, not everything is handed. You gotta, it's got to be earned. Yeah, public transportation. And just like in Vegas. tattooing, you do got to earn your respect. And I earned it the wrong way by, like, my motto used to be drink, fight, fuck. And people, 20 years ago, you were the man, like, that's what people embraced. And now it's different. Yeah. So you're, you're respected by the time you put in and the quality. It's a different, it's a different world. And you got to go the chain. The world is changing. Like think about what a hundred years ago, only they haven't even had, they've only had toilets in the houses for a hundred years. Right. Yeah. I don't think they had toilets in the houses till the 1920s, 1910s. And look at how much has changed in just a hundred years. Yeah. That's only like how many people, how many grandparents? Like it's like three generations. Three generations. So in another ten years, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I guess I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm nervous about where it's gonna go, but if you do things, I'm gonna say Roger Silva Horgerio over at Pussycat Tattoo. You've uh, gave me a lot of good. You, you were someone who helped me, tried to help me, but I was a knucklehead. But he said, Joe, you take care of tattoo, it takes care of you. I'm sorry. You really do get what you give. That's right. Absolutely. And then in, kind of in closing, I wanted to give you a chance. If there's anything that you want to address or set the record straight on or get into, you know, anything for anyone watching. Well, it's funny you ask that. I wanted to... I spent a lot of time trying to impress people that really don't give a fuck about me at the end of the day. So now it's really just about my family and how I treat people. And, you know, there's always going to be haters. And uh, because we do sexy half-naked tattoos, like, you see what you see. If it bothers you, it's a fucking you problem. <laughs> you, right. you know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like it's more of a you problem that something's bothering about you. Like, either you're... And, and that's okay, too, because... It's all perspective. A lot of us are attached to our belief system and other things don't align up with that. Like everybody is judgmental to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, I know that we're giving people a good experience and making people feel good about themselves. And I don't care who you are. Everybody wants to feel sexy. There's not 7 billion people on the planet because <laughs> there wasn't sexiness, you know? There's a tasteful. I say I'm more... Um, Uncle Jeremy from Solon called me the Hugh Hefner of tattoo. Actually, Ink Magazine, they put in there the Hugh Hefner of tattooing. Tasteful. Not the Larry Flint. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> that was Hustler. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, you see what you see. And if you're mad, that's your fucking problem. That's right. Can I add one more thing to it? Of course. So knowing Joey as long as I've known him now, I just want to set this straight. The only thing bigger than Joey's heart is his tub of glide. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Inkies. Yes, I use a shitload of lube because we're doing a lot of line work. You need that. Yeah, lube. yeah. So when I so before COVID, they sent me a bucket, a giant five gallon bucket, and I'll have Michelle send it to me. I'll post it in the story today or tomorrow. And it says at the bottom, Joseph have size. It's a five-gallon yeah. bucket Hell of yeah. the Green Glide. But now I use more of the, um, you know, um, I go back in the second session and I'll re-outline stuff with the packer to crisp it up. And I use the, um, the CBD ointment. I love that. It really nice. does help with the skin. Yeah. I don't use any numbing. None of, 
none of my clients use numbing agent. You got to earn that shit. Um, Ditto. I mean, different structure, different folks. Who am I to judge? Anybody uses it. I think you should feel it. Um, feel alive. I think that we're constantly avoiding pain in ourselves. And that's something that you need to sit with being uncomfortable and breathe through that shit. And you earn it. Like, what's the fucking point? I'm like, man, I got covered, but you like took a lot of drugs and numbed it. Like, right. sack up. <laughs> Some of these girls sit for so long and fucking can read, fall asleep. I ever came close to falling asleep during a tattoo. And I, 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 I need to fill some of these empty couple spots I got, but um, I got you, buddy. I used to flop around because I couldn't sit with myself, and I'm a high active, a brain active person. So I'd say, uh, you know, breathing as a, as, a, as a yogic, it's water breathing or box breathing, four in, eight out. They even use it in boxing. You breathe in four and out six, and you just fall into the table, and you don't hold your fucking breath. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, what inspired you to uh, to do this? To do the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned to you a little bit before, like we were doing the skits. We're starting to get uh, for myself reinvolved in the in the tattoo world because I got a little discouraged, which was a me problem, but I didn't know that at the time, you know. Um, so I was kind of hiding out here at the shop. We decide to do the skits. And my main thing was, like, I want to stay, like, true to, like, who I am. You know, and I like to be sarcastic. I like to joke around. I like to be dry. Uh, even more. Yeah, that's my favorite humor. <laughs> yeah, even more so, like, when we started. Um, we just had a real dry crowd in here. It was a good time. <laughs> um, and, like, as we were building on that, I realized it was another outlet for me to be creative. And I was like, this is fun. You know, expression. Like, yeah, and uh, and I didn't know that we were gonna have so much fun. I didn't know I was gonna have so much fun doing it, like writing these little skits and posting and whatever. Uh, I'm someone that it's like you know if I'm if I'm not growing, I'm dying. You know, so how do we evolve? Where do we go from there? And for me, it's always like, well, what would I actually enjoy? I'm sure there are some avenues that might be better for business or make more money or, or whatever it is. But I'll do that for a time and then I'll hate it, you know? So we, it was like, what would we actually enjoy? And we, we brought up like, should, should we do a podcast? And that was one of the ideas. And, you know, they had explained like, it'll be talking, we'll record it. And, and I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Because I'd never even listen to a podcast i didn't really know what a podcast was i was like yeah let's do it you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Aliens. uh so we started a podcast <laughs> yeah we started and i was like okay i should probably do some like you know research on like what a podcast is you know and i'm like watching and i was like i don't i don't really want to do that i just kind of want to make up our own thing whatever it is you know Authentic. yeah yeah, like, let's just bring people on that we think are interesting and, like, talk and, like, feel it out and see where it goes. We weren't even sure it was going to be, like, a tattooing podcast in the beginning. We were just bringing on friends, like, you know, people that might have been deemed unemployable or you're not going to be a success and that have turned into major successes, you know, because it's a lot of the story you see not only in the tattoo world but in, in the new generation, you know, with all these non-traditional routes, you know, uh, and I wanted to, you know, meet people and just like hang out with the boys, bring people on, 
talk like okay there's skits there's pictures on instagram there's these tattooers you see but like what's really up with them you know because a lot of people a lot of people i rub the wrong way because they only post tattoos like you said something at my shop where i was like shut the fuck you should only post pictures of tattoos and i was like i didn't know you've been tattooing longer than you have and i was like shut the fuck up because people need to see also who you are who they're yes. gonna spend the day with yeah so you see a lot of tattooers that just only post their pictures i'm gonna tell you guys the average person it's the same thing as 20 years ago when there was portfolios. People come in, and after two pages, they're doing this. Yep. Because it's the same thing when you have a style, and every now and then I'll have someone DM me, all your shit looks the same. Thank you. Do you know how hard it was to get there? Because <laughs> yeah. it's called a style. Right. But after three to six pictures, people just, they're bored. They need to see who they're going to spend the day with. Right. Who am I going to spend eight hours with? An uptight asshole? An apathetic guy that I, I was a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know, is this guy going to be a dick? Is he too cool? Not at all. And I think this is a great way for you to help everyone um, show a different side of themselves because some people are introverts. Me and Dan are, are a type A, where we're sometimes too much for people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and so you're going to give people a, a chance to, to show who they are because not everybody is like that. Right. So you're going to give people a chance to, to show who they are and you're going to meet cool people. And like, I think it's really, really cool. I've wanted to do one for a while. I've, just, I've slept on a lot of things. Mark keeps talking about, I, I won't say the name. He's like, but we got to do one in the shop. Yeah. I'm like, but everybody's doing a podcast, but it's all right. Like. You're going to do great, man. I, I, I want to thank you for Appreciate uh, giving me the opportunity to come out here. I just yeah, came on Yeah, thanks for win. coming out. I'm sorry, Michelle, for stressing you out. <laughs> I had a cancellation on Wednesday, and then, uh, and then tomorrow's appointment, and I came out, and uh, I don't know, the universe gave me this fucking gnarly cold, maybe because I put Michelle through stress. But, and thank you, Dan, for reaching yeah, out. He guest spotted, and he is a lot like me, high energy, and I didn't know how to take him, and I was like, ah, I like him, I don't know. And I was like, I see you got a big heart too, and you're a good artist, and you care about the industry. I think we became homies, yeah. right away. Yeah, you know. But sometimes people just like show you who they want you to see. And yeah. as well, yesterday at lunch, I was like, I trust you even more now. I have trust yeah. issues. There's a lot of two faced people out there, but you're. I think you're doing something really fucking cool. Um, not only making people laugh, but you're also gonna help people come on and uh, shed different perspectives on because there's different avenues. There's was it? There's a hundred ways to to do some. I don't know. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not always one way. Like just like in the spiritual community, there's not there's not one right way. It's like what what resonates with you and what works for you. What feels authentic? Just that's another thing. Just be authentic. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't. I know we get inspired. Like I like that guy. I'm gonna dress like him. I'm gonna like be inspired, but be you because people will see right through that fucking bullshit. They'll feel yeah. it. Don't fake the funk. Oh yeah. Sign off. Yeah, you want to get us? Yeah. Go well, ahead. This time I won't mess redeem, it up. Redeem, redeem. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you everyone for watching the Unemployable Podcast. This has been our special guest today, Joseph Heves, all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Big thank you. Our gracious host, Jonathan Nelson. Thank and you, sir. Myself. Yes. Awesome. That's a wrap. more players. <laughs> I need to tell you about Allegory's new Ultra Black. This stuff is dark, maybe even darker than my childhood. It is amazing for lining, shading, and even blackouts. And I know a thing or two about blacking out. You got to check this stuff out on allegoryinc.com. 
use discount code unemployable for 20% off. Again, go to allegoryinc.com, check out their new ultra black and use discount code unemployable for 20% off.